This is yeah. Johnny. Johnny, what this up? is Bob, commander What's of the up, Bob Squad, Bob? and <laughs> yeah, one of my it, favorite man. human beings. Oh, thanks so much. So very excited to I'm have excited. you here. Me For too. So, just to go ahead and do our little uh, intro here. Yeah, yeah, do your thing. I'm Haley. And I'm Johnny. And that's Bob of the Bob Squad. And this is Johnny. Johnny. Haley. Haley. Bob. Bob. Day, Day of fun. fun. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us in the sunglasses wearing. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Sure. My pleasure. So Bob Squad, commander of the Bob Squad, stand-up yeah, yeah. comedian, uh, <laughs> professional wrestler for a time. So yeah. much, so much to unpack here. Oh wow. Indeed. Super excited about. So let's let's get started then. Where where did you start? Did now I know you've had I will try not to uh, give you any PTSD by mentioning the times in life when you have had to do the nine to five. You know, John and I are still doing that. <laughs> no, I still am. Um, yeah, it's, like this, you got to very dark and I feel very disconnected. I may. Oh, have to, you're fine. No, they're, just, they're good up top. here. You're okay. Yeah, just because I, I feel like I'm just like, like over the like I'm making no, too you, much of a wall. You just <laughs> but, uh, came you just came in from outside skiing, right? You're at the ski lodge, right. right? That's what we're going to go ahead yes. and. There we go. I, I just, uh, I, I, yeah, these are like, I just got done bullying uh, a kid who works at the ski lodge <laughs> and he takes my girlfriend by defeating me in a race at the end of the film type of sunglasses. I think I, that is absolutely oh, correct. That's, <laughs> that is a whole look right there. I love it. <laughs> I can dig it. I'm sorry. What, what was the question? What were we talking no, about? Just how you got started because, you know, you did like the wrestling stuff before the stand up that uh, I know and love you for. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, no, I was, um, yeah, I was a pro wrestler in the early 2000s in Pennsylvania, Maryland, trained by uh, WWE Hall of Famer off of the wild Samoan. I always I get a kick out of saying that. Uh, yeah, it was just one of those things uh, when you're when you're a youth, certain things grab you. And, when you're uh, a youth, yes. You're a youth, it. certain things you get obsessed with. For me, I was in a, I was nine years old in a, my grandparents' Brooklyn apartment. And uh, the, the, I was playing with the green shag carpet and I looked at an ottoman. My grandpa had his feet up on the ottoman and it turned out he only had nine toes. This is related. And uh, <laughs> okay, I uh, will trust you. We're going I'm with it. the toes and going something's wrong. And then I see my mother from a distance in the dining room can see me doing the math in my nine year old brain. And then I'm about <laughs> to say something. So she gives me one of those looks. Remember when kids like we didn't talk so much, you know, there were rules. So she, she'd look at you. Yeah. You had to you had to not mention yeah. things just by like if you got the right kind of eye contact, you better shut your face. Yeah, like, you know, that kind a, of thing. It, it was these kind of times. So I remember look her giving me the the, the the Iggy, as they say, and I go, I guess I'm not bringing up the toes. So I look and I decided, okay, whatever's on TV, I'm watching this. This is getting all my attention. And naturally it was pro wrestling. No. How Fine. fantastic. I love it. And and yeah. in you don't get to ask about the nine toes, but you get to go into an industry where you might lose a toe, right? Doing some wild, yeah. crazy things. Yeah, I got banged up pretty good uh, for um, 43. Uh, I'm, I'm doing better. I got no knees and no neck. But other than that, I'm doing pretty good. I got amazing elbows. <laughs> the elbows are outstanding right now. I got I got great elbows, joints. and um, but Yeah, but you can use those when you're doing stand-up, right? Like, you need those elbows for holding up the mic and making yeah. sure that you got all of your just 
I, I do love, by the way, the the karate kicks and your fun little in your comedy. Just, right. it, <laughs> all of the physicality I do very much enjoy. Uh, no, thanks. I appreciate that. I'm trying. Um, I'm trying to do something else. I was in New York City for about eight years, and uh, it's cool. Like everybody's doing stories and messages, stories and messages. My message, my story, my story, my message. And I was uh, I was a Rodney Dangerfield kid before my mother canceled HBO uh, back in the day. I was a, <laughs> I was a, and I just like to me stand up was just something that oh that's the thing Rodney Dangerfield does. I didn't realize there were other dudes doing that and, and women at the time. Um, so now what the, that's, that's the thing he does. And uh, so I always loved that second just to wrestling. Uh, yeah, you know, after the wrestling kind of fizzled out and I thought I was done. I was in San Diego and said, Hey, you know what? Let's, uh, let's try this. And I could do the, do the talky part of wrestling without the wrestling. The part. talky part of, I like it and make it just, <laughs> just as wild and fun. Right. Well, if you screw up in comedy, generally no one kicks you in the head. If you make a mistake, Yeah, true. your percentage is pretty high. <laughs> not getting kicked in the head. Not going to so. get hit with a chair. Right. Not going to have much. to not. Yeah. yeah. Only occasionally, if you tell a real bad joke, right? right. To this day, at the end of uh, at the end of some shows, when people are putting away folding chairs, I get I get the shivers a little <laughs> bit. I'm like, ah, so just keep those over there. I've had my right. I've had my day in the sun there. I've seen enough again. of those up close. Yeah, I, again. yeah. I wrestled again in San Diego, uh, unbeknownst to me, my uh, my buddy Zoltan, who's uh, Zoltan Casas, who is headlining yeah. across the country. Uh, we started together in, in 06 in the uh, in here in, in San Diego. Uh, so usually when you see me around, oh, Bob's in Austin, Bob's in Myrtle Beach. Well, Bob's following Zoltan. Bob's not so okay. Hey, that's all right. You got, you know, <laughs> it's it's better with friends when you're out on the road, yeah, I'm sure. sure. So like rock oh, and roll, right? Yeah. And, I am oh, yeah, somewhat, and I am somewhat familiar with Zoltan from uh, Haley's told me about him a little bit. And I yeah, watch a little bit of his Zoltan. comedy. He's great. Yeah. Oh, he's tremendous. We were just yeah, because I was just watching his podcast right before this, and we were we were texting on our, our mobile devices. It works with satellites. It's complicated. I don't have time to explain. I, all that's it. all right. You know, we don't have we can't get into the details of that science stuff on this one. That's right. That's not day of fun material. Yeah. No, no, it's not. But well, like, we could talk. when it came when it came to comedy for me, I was kind of a late bloomer with comedy. I I liked um. I liked comedy a little bit, but I didn't seek it out as much. Like when I was about 21, I started listening to more and more podcasts. So it just led me to this guy and this guy and stand up. Some people I like their their comedy more than their stand up. Sometimes, you know, stand up more than their, you know, or their podcasting and their stand up is very oh, yeah. different. But um, yeah, I always found that interesting that there's a lot more people getting into comedy through podcasts nowadays. So do you feel like is that helping a lot more or has it always just kind of been the thing to do? Because you're somewhat. Are you somewhat new in comedy? No, nah, not not new. I, I mean, I've been at it oh, 17 years now. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, no, I've been I've been I like to move away from a city as soon as things start popping. Okay, <laughs> that's that's my plan. Usually, that's kind of how you roll. Okay, I that's how I do it. I always say wrestling and comedy. If it made money in the eighties, I'm chasing that in the two thousand. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, there's a lot of platforms available now, though, and like the podcast stuff. I do think it it does give another yeah. outlet for you to you know get your personality out there and and that yeah. kind of thing. I should start a podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. You can you come join us all the time. We'll talk yeah. wrestling. We'll talk eighties. We will talk. You know, I I know Johnny over there could could chat you up about like He Man and all that crazy <laughs> stuff. Well, not so much He Man, but all that all that like early nineties well, to late eighties kind of stuff. Or well, Johnny, stuff do you do stand up or? Uh... I do not do stand up. There was a time okay. where I was going to try it, and I wrote some jokes, and they were horrible. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, see, we've decided yeah. to go the podcast route. We've decided yeah. to like start here because we both yeah. have those little like, yeah, stand up comedy would be cool. It would be fun. It I, be. you know, here's my thing, though. And talk to us a little bit about this, because the the crowd work situation, you know, you, you're getting immediate feedback on what you're trying out. Right. Whereas with podcasts, obviously, I get to edit this later. Right. And. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I if I say something completely wrong or whatever, I can get rid of it and nobody is the wiser. Mm-hmm. In comedy, you do not have that uh, luxury. You're right there in front of the audience and, and getting feedback in real time. You know, I think that's what I always liked about it, because it's still it still reminded me of wrestling because um, you got one take. It's not it's why it's why it's not a monologue yeah. like in Shakespeare. Uh, it's uh or even with with wrestling, you're not filming an action scene. You got one take. You got a live audience, instant feedback, blank canvas. Generally, you know how long you should be doing your segment of whatever the show is, and you pretty much usually you know how you're starting, you know how you're ending, and you're gonna have a plan and probably change it as time goes on. It's almost the exact same thing, except obviously the physicalities. And in wrestling, you had a da- you have a dance partner, whereas. Yep. Uh, Comedy, generally, generally speaking, it's it's just you and yada yada. So it was almost the same thing, except it wasn't going to hurt. I think something that definitely changed, I, I think, with podcasting in the in the last decade, a decade and a half, that something podcasting changed stand up in would be, I think, it changed everyone's stand up style. Like the the style yeah. on stage is so conversational. Um, and I kind of. I kind of dig it that way, though. I, you know, there's yeah. something about it that makes it more approachable and relatable, I think, you know, and I do like I I do love that, you know, your comedy and like Zoltan and, and others that I really enjoy you, you know, well, I don't know if I really count. I think if anything, I'm, I'm he, he's way he's way more storytelling and conversational. I'm um I'm a little more back into the into the jokey jokes and uh, the it is, but in the sense of it's still there's I feel like there's a lot of your authentic personality in what you do. Yeah. Right. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I'm just that's what I think is really great is that, you know, the I, I do love that about podcasts too, and that you can kind of get so much of, you know, you watch someone on stage, right. Yeah. And, and you can think, well, that's not who they are, but then you see them on podcasts and things, and you're like, Oh no, that's who they are. And that's their, and I dig that. Like yep. it's, I appreciate the authenticity. I really do. <laughs> it just turned up. It's like, you know, they used to say in wrestling, ah, it's just you just turn the volume up to 11, daddy. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just great. Crank it. You just crank it. I can't run around all day throwing kicks and jumping around and everything it's exhausting yeah. it's always funny afterwards if someone wants a pitch like can we do a kick i'm like and i always say yeah of course but in the back of my head i'm like no the muscles are cold now i've cooled down yeah i, yeah. I, I like can't do this all night 40 minutes ago and you can't be like no i can't lift any more no. weights i just did you gotta start did. saying no actually for the selfies i do yoga poses now so that i can do my like stretching after the workout <laughs> just start there you go. shifting <laughs> it over right Everybody's yeah. got to do tree pose for this one. Make yeah. make them all pose with you. That make would be them. fun. 
That's what you want drunk people on one foot for as long as possible. Which well, is, I, I can't imagine what go wrong. I can't imagine. <laughs> you know what? You would end up with some great stories. So sure. there, there is that. You know, <laughs> ask him to help you out with material. Like, hey, go ahead and stand on one foot for just a hot second for this one. We'll see how yeah. this turns out. That's awesome. I dig it. But like, but like back, I mean, I've tried kind of, I've tried looking at comedy and I was going to do it. In Fargo at the time, there really wasn't an outlet for you to like go to an open mic and stuff like that. They just weren't around. Yeah. You would have to make them. You know what I mean? You would have to open them a night. And when I was a kid, I liked comedy, but I was more that shy kid that played music. You know what I mean? I was, I was going to ask if you were a musician. I, I had a, a funny musician. feeling. Yo, there you go. So I, your I, you know, your psychic intuition is correct, yeah. Commander of the we, Bob's We all get linked to the stage. I like do it. Different things, but uh, but yeah, I, that's kind of where my avenue went. I do love stand up, and like, of course, I think a lot of people would love to do stand up if they could. But it's just it just wasn't in the in the cards for me at the time. You know? Yeah, there was I no. Like yeah. I mean, I, I did it. Yeah. It snuck up on you. Comedy <laughs> snuck up on you. I don't even remember what I was doing. I was, I think it was in, in like I was six. I was, I, I was just about to quit working for an internet marketing company to work for a phone book publisher. I'm not kidding. Uh, again, that, it was awesome. That is, I'm always on the wrong side of history. That I was is say, on, that's John that's, security right there. That's on brand <laughs> for you, is what it is. That's what you yeah, I know. It's it, on it wasn't brand. A, they all sold and tried to move from San Diego to King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. And we had the option of taking like a mini chunk of change versus moving to King of Prussia, Pennsylvania from San Diego. And I, I'm going to stay here, Cali and blah, 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 blah. But that'll, that'll teach me a lesson. I forget what was happening. I don't know. Someone said there was an open mic at the, uh, at one of my, my, I guess my home club, Comedy Store La Jolla, 96 Pearl Street, don't park at Boston. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I guess all the rest was history. I was a door guy there for a bit, eight years in New York, moved back here to San Diego, and whatever, telling jokes. Yeah, I got sick in New York. I, I had a great six of eight years, I would say. I've, I've been to New York, and I, you know, no offense to New York, but I'm, no, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. The, the paradox of New York City is that a bathroom is nowhere and everywhere at the same time. Yeah. It's not a real great situation in that oh. sense, is it? No, it's all depending on your own point of view. It's November right now. So right now in New York City is the uh, this is the time of the year where your landlord decides if you're cold. Oh, <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Guess what? You're not. You're fine. <laughs> that just... is no, thank you. I will go ahead and, you know. I I'll well, I'll keep are, my my Dakota yeah. you know not you so. You guys are both of the Dakotas, so North Dakota has that border is Canada, does it not? Yep. Yeah, it it gets real cold there, really it's really gotta, cold. That's got to be yeah, that's got to be absolutely bananas. I grew up in the we, burbs in New York, just above just above the cities. So I've yeah. actually gone from New York to San Diego to New York to San Diego. So I mean, but, but I wasn't even in upstate upstate New York. I was just like an yeah. hour. Love the city. It wasn't like uh, yeah. Winter, we had our seasons. It's what was. We live I mean, where you have to have. Snow. It's a oh, lot no. of snow, and you need to have two batteries in your car in the winter because the negative sixty wind chill will like freeze your stuff. And that's yeah, South not bad Dakota too. It's not as bad where I'm at. I North am, I would imagine. 
I just would like very much to move to somewhere like San Diego. So putting that out into the universe, you know, if you can send any Bob squad magical energy, you know, (laughs) like let's make it so, and and we can go like hang out. And I would like, love to see you in person at the comedy store. It would be great. Oh yeah. But yeah, Yeah. North Dakota, it gets, I mean, a ton of snow and then you're looking at about 40 below zero. That is, is that even a real temperature? Or can you do oh, that? Yeah. Oh, it's very real. How can you do that? It's a real temperature <laughs> where you go outside and your eyelashes will yeah. freeze. Basically, yeah, you run die. to your car, you start it, and then you run back in for 20 minutes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> and, a heat wave right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 80 degrees yeah. today. Glo- global <laughs> warming has, has not quite made it to us yet. Where, no. you know. Y'all are on fire over there in California. Yeah, well, yeah so, around this time of year, actually, yes, we are. Uh, half the county burns down. Sometimes the ground moves. It's a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, when you visit, don't worry the, uh, about it. The ground is shifting. Things are on fire. But we're going to tell jokes because that's what we do. It's all Absolutely. we know. Right, Odie? Uh, he knows how to get his belly rubbed right now. Uh, but yeah, when you here's the thing about visiting San Diego is that you visit San Diego, and I've heard it a million times. People when they visit here for two weeks, they're seeing a cousin or whatever it is they're doing. And then they say, this is, this place is great. And three months later, you, you remember them from some party, some get together and they go, yeah, I moved here. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Heads up. So visit. And, so, uh, that's all I have to do is just like, hey, Bob, put me up for a night and then I'll just move to San Diego. It'll be great. That's the yeah. plan. <laughs> It'll hook you, I guess, in your blood. It just, uh, yeah. well, your blood warms and thins and then you realize, oh my God, why is the rest of that? <laughs> Like, yeah, yes, I know it's expensive, but uh, and that sucks. But why is the rest of the country living like this? I don't know what's wrong with everyone. Well, I, I mean, great. that's why it's that's why it's cheap to live here because it gets forty below zero. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That faces people living, out. You, cost of you living is you lower. When, when, I should buy uh, a house there. I think I could do that. You can. You can buy how many hundreds of dollars? How many hundreds of dollars? You buy a pretty decent house in Fargo right now for probably three hundred grand. Oh, not even. Uh, where I'm at, my yeah. the house the house I'm in is under two hundred grand. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you can have a whole house. I have a yard. It's really cool. You have a yard. I have a yard. Let me tell you, GI Joe's in there. I could. <laughs> I don't have GI Joe's, but I did have a life size Batman once upon a time. Um. I know I need that's what I need to be filling my yard with is like just toys and which, ridiculousness. Which, which version of Batman did you have that was like was it a statue or cardboard? What happened with this? It was, was it I it was Michael Keaton's Batman and that's why I had bought it because I that's my favorite <laughs> Batman. That's I got that's my my tat right here. Oh, is that's a, my, my favorite Batman. Because he's the best Batman. Like can we, we can agree on this. You know how many times I've been in New York, I would put myself in a mirror because I don't want to talk to you. And I would look, look <laughs> in the mirror before I go to work and I go, sometimes I don't know what to make of leaving. But right now, I got to go to work. Then I, <laughs> I would just literally go to work. Like he told Kim Basinger in the, in the cave when Alfred let her in for no reason. Yes, absolutely. Well, no, because she's Kim Basinger and she's hot. You got to let her in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. And he she'd was- already... She'd already spent the night, you know. Alfred's like, "All right, let's Ooh. let's get this rolling. Come He's on." He's been in here. He didn't let Knox or uh, Robert Wool into the the back cave for no reason. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. 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 Like you know, Alfred's just trying to be helpful, right? Like that's his whole <laughs> yeah. job. 
He's a great wingman, Alfred. He, he, he didn't get enough credit for that. I think that is absolutely true. I mean, you I'm know, rethinking that whole scene. That scene, I used to be one of those people that was bothered by that scene. Now I'm rethinking the whole thing. I'm like, you know, no, I Alfred, the best Alfred. Alfred knows what's up. Alfred's like, dude, you spend way too much time hanging out in this cave. You need a woman in your life. Like, <laughs> right? get, get this figured out, dude. Like, how do you have a billion dollar house and no windows in the one room you hang out in? What's wrong with you, dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, Alfred's looking out for him. Alfred always looked out for him. That was the key to that relationship. Is that, you know what? I Universe, send me billions of dollars so that I can have my equivalent of an Alfred who will, like, you know, let the hot ones in to hang out with. Oh, yeah. Hey, sure. Cool. He had billions of dollars that Bruce Wayne and his butler's last name is Pennyworth. How about that? Huh. I mean, don't that you... means something. I don't know what. I, you know. We would have to ask the creators of the Batman comic originally, but I, I do, you know. Everyone's dead. I know. Well, They're listen, we could get out the Ouija board. It might take a while for them to spell out everything and put to separate the letters out correctly. But oh, I love a good Ouija board. It has like the, the bread and the salted meats and the cheese. <laughs> is that what that is? Wine? exactly that, what it is that sounds like <laughs> no. just like you, you just put together two of my very favorite things in one thing i think that's fabulous like please someone make me a charcuterie board ouija board situation put it <laughs> charcuterie yeah. like and why have you not started this franchise bob squad the charcuterie ouija boards yeah, yeah. i need to you summon make... the dead and also have a taste of this pastrami. <laughs> yes, right. you make spooky Ouija board charcuterie boards. Like that would pop off like hell in, in San Diego. Come on, I'm saying. <laughs> what am I not doing right? I don't know. I, get, I make get, terrible this decisions. Is, this is the one thing where you have to get on it now, right? Okay. Like start <laughs> start the train, the spooky charcuterie boards, Bob Squad. Uh, it needs a it needs a cool name. I'll think of something later. <laughs> Instead of a human sacrifice, it's just a brie with a butter knife. <laughs> yes, yes. The butter knife does have to be stabbed into somewhere. Or the <laughs> cheese knife. Or, no, I'm yeah. Sure there's a different knife. I don't know. Some cheese I can't pronounce. There's a bunch of them. You right. Can, yeah. Hands, a Give me the blue one. Give me the That's right. I love it. <laughs> I think this is a great idea. I think we all need to. I think we do need to move to San Diego and open up a shop. Come up with like a really fun, cool name. It would, think, yeah. The the Ouija board charcuterie board would be a fascinating thing to see. I think it would be. We would have our own. We could, <laughs> we're opening a comedy club. Bob, be with us oh, on this. Oh God, let me we're not gonna, do that. Just what? Is Joe Rogan all of a sudden? <laughs> I just do all the, No, come on. It would be great. You could. You don't want to do your own comedy show at your own comedy club with your Would you like all of your friends to suddenly hate you? Open a comedy club. (laughs) Is this true? Is that a true thing? No, I'm all my friends are comedians, so it becomes a thing. Um, Yeah, no, I would never do that. But you're opening a place for them to to do their craft. You're welcoming them. Hi, come in and hang out. Good for them. I'm opening a place for for them to do their thing. My thing is then you suddenly you suddenly stop being a comedian and now you're this manager, decision maker, gatekeeper. Now you're the canceller of dreams guy. And I don't want to be that guy. Oh. I just want to make people, Haley, I just wanna I wanna help people. I wanna help them contact the dead 
and enjoy some brie. Some brie and a couple of green olives. You know what? It's, that's, that's fair. I'm with it. Wanted to do. I just wanted people to talk to their dead grandma and and maybe have this some garlic bread or what. I don't know what goes on. Uh, hey, man. Hey, I, hey, you man. know, I think it's great. The garlic keeps away the vampires while you are summoning the dead. Right. You don't want to have too many like supernatural <laughs> beings coming at you at once. I understand. You totally got to come to sense. San Diego. It's a good time here. I, I'm all about opening the spooky charcuterie. We have one of the wettest oceans in the world right now. Do you? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it is, it's, it's one of only a handful of them. They're, they're kind of rare, right? Like there's not a whole lot of them. It's a big one. I think it's the biggest one. The Pacific's the biggest one, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, wait, and, sure. and if it's not, wait, whatever ocean is your favorite, that one will get bigger too. Yeah, we're all going to drift <laughs> apart, you know, these states. You Californians are going to, you know, break off and head over to hang it's out with Hawaii. It's just going to be basically point. just you guys in the Dakota in your negative 40 degree. Haley, yeah. are you anywhere near the, uh, Mount Rushmore? Because I don't know. I know nothing of South Dakota. I am on the opposite side of the state of Mount Rushmore. You had okay. you, you had a 50-50 shot there. I'm very sorry. I gave it a go. Is there a, is, do you have a Mount Rushmore presidents? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we 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 do and we have a, a fun crazy horse monument over there that johnny and i got to walk up as children because my dad no, thought no, that no. was a great oh, idea that was a previous episode rant for sure uh yeah that's that is the benefit <laughs> when you grow up in the dakotas you spend a lot of time going to mount rushmore <laughs> in okay. the summer that's what the happens idea of, the idea of a family vacation is to drag your kids through a five mile hike in the woods. It's <laughs> like you're being led to a camp where they're going to chop your head off and sell it for science. <laughs> in in the the only time of year when it is hot right. here, yeah, that's the that's what we do. Yeah, what a terrible right. idea! Oh my goodness. Well, East yeah, yep. East South Dakota is that Sioux Falls? Or is, that, is that like close? Yes, that's yeah. where I'm. I'm over Sioux Falls way. Basically, mm -hmm. I'm in Brandon, but yeah, Sioux Falls. Yeah. yeah. I think is there. A, I think there's a funny bone in Sioux Falls. There are a couple of comedy clubs in Sioux Falls, so you know, okay. you and Zolftan need to like get your friends together, make a stop here in in the Sioux Falls. Like, I'll put you all up in my house. I will cook. <laughs> I will. I will make a charcuterie board on my. How many friends do you think we have? Just for you. <laughs> well, not that many because my house ain't that big. So. <laughs> it's, but it's your house, and it, and that's awesome. Yeah, I'll look at his calendar. He's uh, whenever he's going to Sioux Falls. That, that would be rocking awesome. Y'all come out. Love to see you guys. I will I will fill whatever club you are in with everybody I know. I oh, no, he's got real yeah, by all don't stop, but by, by, he's got he's got real fans. He's not like me. Um <laughs> Where, I'm a real fan. I'm here. I'm with it. Right. I, I wanted you to come on my podcast because I'm so super excited to chat you. <laughs> How did how did we discover one another on the internet? Do you remember? Did I make something stupid or what? What happened? I can't remember what it was, but I know that like I found I I found you on Instagram. I don't know if it was because I was also following Zoltan, so maybe like you came up or something. That's a real possibility. Yeah, yeah, and like just started commenting on your stuff because I love it. 
And I do love your, uh, you know, Bob the Hero videos, being a good citizen of the world, <laughs> uh, cleaning glass up off of the sidewalk so that people don't, you know, get themselves hurt yeah. and putting away I, shopping carts. I selfishly did the glass thing just for my dogs. I don't care about anyone in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's all a giant facade. I can get behind. <laughs> right? No, I can get behind that. I will absolutely make sacrifices like that for my dog and not care. I was a about big liar. I didn't care about anyone in the neighborhood. If they're rolling around in glass, if they're eating it for <laughs> breakfast, it doesn't matter to Bob. What matters is my two dogs. And I'm like, that's it. That's I, all I, really, I was just playing. But the Walmart shopping cart thing. Yeah, I don't want anyone to have their, their, their car ding. It would ruin their day. And at the end of the day, actually at the beginning of the day, even at high noon, it really doesn't matter what time of day it is. Any time of day. <laughs> all I ever wanted to do was just help people. That's all I wanted to do. Right, Odie? Help people and love up <laughs> on the dogs. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. A noble life. You Crazy make people man. laugh. You put away shopping carts. Oh. You love on dogs. That right. I want to see the Dakotas. I want to see Utah, Montana. I want to see all these, these weird, Ooh. big, cold states. It's nice Weird in thing. July. It's nice in July. I <laughs> think okay. I, would, I would probably stay away. Well, I mean, just summer months. Think summer months. I, I was going to say, don't fun. don't come here in January or February. Um, yeah, no February. Unless you want to be really uncomfortable. <laughs> you might not make it. Let's be honest. Like in Fargo, there's a big I storm. That, that'll be that. You'll just be open. You'll just find some Bob Sickle in the morning on your, on your couch. <laughs> you try to try to put your name into everything. It's branding. <laughs> I like it. Bob Sickles. <laughs> you can sell Bob Sickles at the charcuterie, the spooky charcuterie place. That's there dessert. Go. There's your dessert. Bob Sickles. <laughs> I th- that'll teach me. Please- a Listen, I, I'm telling you, this could be a great franchise. I'm going to put it out <laughs> to the universe. Oh. And You were and- just talking Oh, sorry, I'm carry No, I just was going to say, I would love to. So on the travel note, because we do like to do a stream yeah. of consciousness, follow where the thoughts go. Yeah. Um, Utah. Uh, Utah has been on my mind, too, because I absolutely want to go see Skinwalker Ranch. Are you a fan of the, the world of the weird in any way at all? I don't know what Skinwalker Ranch is. Bob, we need to have just like a whole education episode where I just yeah, teach you all yeah. about all the creepy things in the world. Yeah, you seem to know more Skin- so. Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch is like it, it's this property in Utah that's got a lot of like sometimes it's paranormal activity. Sometimes it's UFO activity. They have go go watch the series of it. Is it on Hulu or something? There's oh, now wait a minute. Hold on. Now I'm confused. There's this place in Utah that constantly has either paranormal activity or extraterrestrial activity what why should i believe that all the activity just magically happens in this one place it doesn't it's just a place that magically has a lot of it happening that people notice so i don't know what the situation is that all the aliens and dead people just show up (laughs) to this one spot where there's nothing else and maybe really maybe it's one of those like interdimensional portal situations where people People just pop in and out. I, you know, I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's some mineral de- deposits in the ground that are making things weird. I'm trying to get to, uh, I don't know much about Utah. No, I'm trying to get to Provo, Utah. I don't know wh- wh- where in Utah Provo is or Provo. Up north. Are you going to ask? Don't ask us to do geography any more than you ask us to do biology correctly. <laughs> okay, well, fair never, enough. I've never been to Utah. I've been to Wyoming, but 
Never, we never made it to Utah, so I'm not really familiar with that state. I guess. Trying to, I'm trying to film this thing for these Mormons. So what's there's this thing where this is where Zoltan got big. Uh, he had this uh, clip about cats made him went viral. He became a big cat guy. Yeah, for yeah. And a whole deal. And that was from his uh, Dry Bar Comedy Special. So there was this thing in Provo, Utah. That's why I bring it up called Dry Bar Comedy. They got their own streaming service and all this stuff. And a handful of my friends have all done it and gotten these Dry Bar Specials. So the idea, it's because these folks are Mormon, is that, I mean, the the material is like like cleaner than clean. It's like cleaner than like network TV type of clean. There's like no mentions of probably like any drugs or alcohol or just that any other thing. Yeah. And, no, uh, no sexual activity and the body parts and the nudity and the thrusting. And the the genitals, I don't know how it happens anymore with the kids anymore. But <laughs> I don't listen. I don't, I don't even know what the rules are either. TikTok has like I don't I don't look for those things even though I know they're there. There's no, no. way of knowing honestly. I think there's a website with the fornicating. I don't know how it works. I'll send you a link. <laughs> but but either way, I'm trying to get into this thing because there's a built-in fan base. And what a great built-in fan base with the Mormons, because they could only reproduce more of them all the time in large numbers if they really like what job security. I think that's absolutely something you need to let's get Bob a dry bar comedy special. hundred percent show them that clip. And I, I had first of all, let's not show the guy that clip of me saying that. Uh, but <laughs> definitely that'll we'll, we'll hide that. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> now, do, you, do you tend to work clean or do you? I'm PG thirteen ish. Like okay. if you see like a Marvel movie, uh, what? Wait, are, are there language rules on this? Before I just no, no uh, we, on this one, we're we're probably being nicer just for the sake of you and anything you might want to share than we normally would be. I like, right? Um, I was gonna say I, kinda... I, I curse like a sailor on a regular basis. Oh, good, good. Maybe yeah. I'm terrible, but uh, but no, I went out. I should have <laughs> asked, and I, we, we jumped right into it. So I was, uh, usually I always ask, but I. Mostly no. unprofessional most of the time, but uh, don't but worry. Way, like a, a Marvel movie or an even or a, a DC action hero movie, it'll be like a the, couple of yeah, the it'll be innuendo, like, right? Right, okay. and like or like you know they'll have like like one or two good shits, like that'll be their their language thing. <laughs> nope. it'll be that, and it'll be like oh, like a big deal, and then you kind of move on. And I'm kind of like, I'll I'll save them, I'll save them. Okay. So it's like. Because I don't like, you know, a guy, let me tell a story. I was up from work, I'm up from girlfriend, I'm stupid, blah, 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 blah. I like, no, yeah. I'll give you the big one when it counts. And that's that's a very pro wrestling mentality. Because yep. I, I hit you over the head with a, a chair 10 times and you get up, we both look like jackasses. But if I hit you once and you stay down and it's a good one and I sell it and you sell it, uh, we got the story over. You know, I, I look yep. good and you got the chair bent over your head and then we come back for a rematch, we make money. Make it mean something. Yeah, so, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, you know. It, it's exhausting for an audience because even if you're not an angry comedian, if yeah. you're not, I'm just gonna curse like like crazy. But but if you're like you know, you're just like fucking this, fucking that, fuck blah 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 blah. Yeah, even if you're not saying it angrily, it's just how you talk. The audience does get tired. They get a little yeah. like it's like it wears most people down. And I think some comics forget that, you know, what real regular human beings don't all talk like that like some of some of them are like real people what are you doing and uh <laughs> right i don't want to do that i don't want people tired out from the little micro yeah. i'd rather no, like beat myself that... up beat myself up hit one boom hey and they're all behind you and everyone goes home happy. right yeah. that's a real i do like that that's a really great mentality oh, oh odie. hello odie <laughs> 
Oh, oh for a friend oh, time. He doesn't want me to let go. He's, I don't know if you can tell on camera. He's got his paw over my hand. I was going to say, Odie is like, <laughs> I am true. now making a cameo. I'm going to be here in this video. Yeah, I think that. Odie would be a great addition to the charcuterie, spooky charcuterie shop. You could have him walking around, and, you know, picking up all the little pieces <laughs> of salami that people are dropping, right? Oh, yeah. No, he's all, he's all over it. <laughs> I don't I thought, do, wait, do you have audio listeners who have no idea what we're looking at? Or... We oh, have, yes, yeah, both. Yeah, so audio and dog YouTube. on the screen, audio people. <laughs> audio right? people, go dog. to YouTube and check out the YouTube because dogs are cute. Please and thank you. For sure. Now, you but do no. a little bit of, um, you know, you dog content, I guess I would say, you yeah. know, like you, okay. you have your little pup cast that you kind of have a podcast you do with the dogs on Instagram with those videos yeah. that I did. We're overdue for a new episode. I was actually thinking about that today. What can we do? I ran out of ideas. Uh, I just called it Exploit the Dogs because that's what I'm doing. Exploiting the dogs. There's a second <laughs> dog, Chloe. She's an Australian sheepdog. She's now there. She's behind the camera sleeping. She hates cameras and she has very dark fur. So you'll almost never see her. She's uh, very, she's very Oz-like. She's always behind the curtain, but she's around. Hey, that's all right. You so. got to have one of those in the podcast world too. <laughs> exploit the dogs because that's right. you know what like the dogs make that content however you have to i support it <laughs> how long you guys been doing this bad boy is this this no small stories what is this, what is this uh, called what is this called this one I? is where are you having a stroke everything tastes like pennies what is happening right now you're having a stroke because uh <laughs> i have fire sign sagittarius energy and i can't stick to just one project so i have multiple oh, podcasts dear. Yep. This one is the Johnny Haley Day of Fun podcast. I have oh. the No Small Stories podcast. That's You're welcome thing. to join okay. us on the other one too. Yeah, sure. I, we I didn't realize they were making I didn't know all the content. Yes, I was. I was because I, I, you know, I saw a clip. I think you had a uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence. Yes. Uh, uh, the Small yes, Stories yes. one the other day, and I think that's why my wires got crossed. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's totally cool. If people get their wires crossed and find this one the other from the other direction, mm -hmm. that's what we're looking for. This is the cross pollination situation, right? As long as you don't so, cross the streams, eighties kids. No, don't cross. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> that is. Well, thank you very much for referencing one of my favorite yeah. movies. Arguably the greatest film ever made. Ah, with you a hundred percent. Arguably, you should also know a little caveat. I say arguably the greatest film ever made on Twitter and Facebook. I've done that for every movie I've seen for about fifteen years. <laughs> so it doesn't really it, carry over. Okay, well, it's true for me when it comes to true. Ghostbusters. So. When it comes to Ghostbusters, which is arguably the greatest. I said that about Batman. Batman eighty nine for me is up there. Is one of my uh, top three. My favorite film. The only movie I don't do that joke with is uh, the nineteen sixty eight Planet of the Apes, which I that, think might be the greatest film ever made. That is like okay, so like your top 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 three movies or top five. Then we've got Planet of the Apes is like number mm -hmm. one slot. Yeah, and in no other, probably Batman eighty nine. Um, oof, I have a few. Have Transformers from eighty six, the animated yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Optimus Prime dying was a uh, that was a whole huge one. Gremlins two. Uh, yeah, just. No, Gremlins is great, and I honestly, <laughs> it's kind of funny you say that. Johnny, I'm sorry I keep talking over you. I'm terrible. You're fine, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm just here for eye candy. You <laughs> are. You're 100%. Johnny's the ginger eye candy in the, in the house. Yeah. That's, but that's, I was going to say, in our backlog of episodes, we do have a lot of uh, 
my uh, stories because I I did a lot of online dating, so I have a lot of online dating stories. So if you go yes. back and listen, there's there's a lot of storytelling. And if you want, story. if you want some this... horror stories where Johnny almost walks <laughs> uh-huh. into where he's gonna get murdered. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. like this podcast was kind of meant just to be a shoot the shit kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just whatever we want to talk about, movies, music, whatever, really. You know? Yeah. Sometimes you need that. We don't always need a topic or a theme. Those tend to run dry. I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's why we kind of do a little stream of consciousness because, yeah. you know, I think that we all have a little ADHD in the days of TikTok <laughs> a and you a little. Oh God, our <laughs> brains are broken between TikTok and yeah. the phones and the 2020 mm-hmm. initial pandemic, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we're, not, we're, all, we're all in trouble. Nothing makes uh, I got more of an idea than a human being at this stage of the game. I think. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know, Batman, I'm like in Batman Begins where he says he's going to be more of a symbol. I think that's what, what happened to me. It's always a Batman thing. Can we, can we like set something up where if you are more of an idea or a symbol in your mind, you no longer have yeah. to pay bills because you're not like, you don't feel physical. Can we start that? Yeah. I don't feel like a real solid physical person anymore. So I think I don't have to contribute to society anymore yeah, as I an can, idea. I register. Like I don't need to pay. I want to register as it's more of a more of an idea. Like like Prince started it to his credit, which is using mm-hmm. a symbol as a name. Like he was he was onto something, but I don't think he got to complete his work. Well, let's continue yeah. his work. We okay. we need to all decide to be symbols instead. <laughs> I don't know how we get this like sovereign citizen. You can't tax me anymore thing that we might start. Yeah. That was kind of that was kind of the inspiration behind these purple sunglasses with Prince. He's, yeah. from, he's from Minneapolis. He's close. I, I'm a musician. If everyone likes Prince. It goes together. <laughs> Those are I your Prince shades. For sure. My favorite. Uh, my favorite rock star is Axl Rose. Easily. Okay. It, uh, I, Axel Rose. Okay, can I ask then? Sure. How did you feel about Axel Rose when he was, you know, rocking being the lead singer for ACDC's tour while he's on a knee roller because his knee was messed up? <laughs> I loved it. I loved every single second of it. It's so aging rocker. Um, it I was not, really pretty great. I missed an opportunity. I was just not paying attention. I missed an opportunity to see uh, Axel DC, as the kids would call him call them uh at um, i was living in new york at the time and i could have seen him at madison square garden and i just wasn't paying attention and suddenly one day i'm like oh wait that's today and i wasn't even in the state i'm like how did i miss this <laughs> um just from sheer ignorance which is a bummer but i just saw the first and only time i've seen guns and roses or seen axel was just a few weeks ago at a, a big oh. theater down here in san diego i saw the, the it was at the, the musical rock and roll concert with those popular guns and roses fellows they played the jingle <laughs> with and Axel's such a rock star. He's the greatest. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, he's, he did it in three hours. And sometimes uh, in, the, in the last hour, he still sounded good enough. He sounded pretty good. But he would, it would just go out. His voice would just go out. Uh, yeah. So just hear. But he's such a rock star. The second that would happen, he would go into full, uh, like, spinning Axel mode. With yeah. The just get physical. Else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would just be like, well, the second that he, he can't give them Axel in one way, he just flips on a dime <laughs> and gives it to him another way. He just makes sure you don't stop getting Axel. He changed outfits like five, six times, just probably just being drenched in sweat uh, throughout the whole thing. That's so a professional aging rocker right there. That's yeah. some good stuff. You never felt robbed. In the same way, my other, my second favorite band, I've seen them three times is Iron Maiden. 
and okay. they're all oh, nice. probably older than Guns N' Roses easily. They're all in our mid sixties, and they're still doing two hours and drenched in sweat. And there's just something about old guys sweaty and right. stop, and you just know because because in, in my head, the wrestler and comedian me is thinking about after the show. Yeah, uh, that that's both ways of like how sore are they, how tired are they, mm-hmm. how hungry are they, how this this this. Yeah, uh, for sure. How that's, Bruce Dickinson's knees feel. Right, exactly. He's destroyed. <laughs> um, he still sounds in oh, live. Sure. He sounds like that could be a studio recording. It's, he sounds mm-hmm. so good. So uh, yeah, so I always get a kick out of that. Any aging rockers or anyone with gray yep. hair still sweating and doing what they do is you know always uh, good for me to watch. It's I say good for them, and I'm always just like happy to see someone keeping on, keeping on with their true passion in life. Just up until the bitter end, you know. Until you see Vince Neil, and then you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, is he looking right? I've heard. I didn't see, oh. but I heard he wasn't sounding or looking too good these days. It's 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 not. I, I don't know how he like. I just heard it, and it's it's pretty screechy alley cat kind of. You know, it's, oh, it's pretty bad. Gosh. It's it's no Axel or Bruce Dickinson. I'll tell you that. Nah, that's a shame. Yeah, it is that a shame. But it's well, just had a bunch of retirement tours, though, haven't they? Like, that's one of those bands who, like, they're always having the last concert. So then I don't yeah. feel as bad when they when they keep doing that a hundred times. I know, like, the big, yep. the big, the running joke is Kiss. Good God, they never stop. No, I yep. was absolutely just going to say <laughs> Kiss because the first yep. concert I ever went to was a Kiss concert when I was 11 because my dad was rad. And yeah. I, like, at that time, it was their last concert when I was 11 was like there was going to be their last run. And then we went and I saw them again with my dad when I was 13 for their last concert run that they were doing with Aerosmith. (laughs) And that was going to be their last concert. So, yeah. So one of their last for Gene Simmons, who like makes sure that they're all making money, like rock and roll. (laughs) Selling those bobbleheads or whatever. A hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) So I I have a qu- a wrestling question for you. Oh, what okay. is your favorite wrestling match? Now we've kind of had episodes on this before, and my my favorite wrestling matches are either the um, the uh, Chamber of Horrors match in Chattanooga, Tennessee, for the Halloween Havoc. Do you remember that? Ninety one. 91 or 92. I can't remember which one it was, but it was the, the one with uh, Abdullah shakes in the chair. Yeah. Yo, yeah. <laughs> Yo, oh, I had that on a VHS I and love, I probably I love... watched it a thousand times. I love it. Cause it, I've it, never it, known it, that to be anyone's favorite match. Oh, it's I such think it's a great that match. you pulled out the year that you knew what it was yeah. right yeah. away. I've well, seen it once in my life and right? about it forever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that infamous. It's an <laughs> all the wrestling reason. match. But it's it's yeah. definitely more about theatrics than it is wrestling. But I just <laughs> loved it. I loved it. Were they I, pretend to electrocute each other? Yeah, it might be a little more on a theatrical side. <laughs> yeah. But I and then enjoyed... Hell in the Cell with uh, Mankind and Undertaker. Oh, God, yeah. Did, that's probably my favorite match. Chattanooga is probably in the passenger seat, but that is the tippy top of the iceberg for me. So now, what is your favorite? Yeah, Ever. do you have a favorite match of, of your favorite wrestlers? Oh, I have. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you two. Uh, WrestleMania okay. Seven, 
Ultimate Warrior, then Macho King Randy Savage, because I love Randy Savage, mm-hmm. Macho Man. Uh, a then a career-ending match when I was eleven, and I believe that they're when someone's career would be over. Um, the yeah, because there's a half an hour of most insane drama of everyone's on the edge of their seat, constant noise, full circle. Savage loses, Warrior, and and, and wins in defeat. Uh, because finally the whole story is complete after all these years. Elizabeth returns and throws the evil Sherry out of the ring. Savage and Liz reunite. This could have been the last time we ever saw them, and the whole thing would be all finished, rolled up into a perfect little ball. Drama all the way, and Savage physically at, at the top of his game. Um, yeah, everything was perfect about about that. And this other one that you know gets kind of overshadowed by all the other drama that came after it, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12 and 96, the hour, the Iron Man. What a great pure wrestling match. I love the perfect yeah. size. They're not really cruiserweights. They're not giants. Mm-hmm. Um, one's technical, one's high-flying. They tell the story throughout the whole the whole deal. Bret's constantly, you watch his frustration constantly grow. Uh, mm-hmm. It's constantly going somewhere. And everyone's justified in their argument about why they would restart it at the finish and you understand Brett's point of view, but then you want the people to have a finish. They do the overtime and then Brett's got a point. And now, and historically it gets better because Brett disappears for six months or eight or whatever it was, mm-hmm. four or five months, the whole thing. So everything, and of course, not later on a year and a half later, they would have their whole blow up and the whole, every wrestling fan knows what I'm talking about right now, the whole Montreal thing and Brett leaves yeah. and there's arguments and the contract. And that overshadows Hell, actually, even that Montreal match was really good up until the crazy finish, that w- w- which the rest of that completely gets forgotten about. So, yeah, uh, yeah that Iron Man match is one of my personal favorites. because it, and, and Warrior Savage, too, because Warrior Savage is always overshadowed by Hogan Savage and Hogan Warrior in previous yep. the two WrestleManias. But I love Warrior Savage and, and Rhett and Shawn. Uh, those are two mm-hmm. of my favorites. The story was told. The story was told correctly. I um I dig it. I like it. I, lo- favorite... I love the buried alive match with uh yeah. Undertaker and Mick Foley right before Undertaker like took off and was gone for a, a period of time. And that know? was the last time we saw the purple glove. Yes. Yeah. I love I love 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 that match. I didn't know that you were that deep into the world. It's oh, uh, you oh, know, yeah. I would say probably more just from when I was younger. I like, you know. When we were kids, that was kind of a big deal, partly because it was it was a big, you know, like attitude era stuff. And like some of my favorites, you know, were um, like we talk about the Hardy Boys and the table sliders and chair matches, chairs matches, you know, love that stuff. But it was sort of one of those things in my house that was like forbidden. And it was like I had to sneaky watch wrestling. So there was an element. Yeah, there was an element. Was it a was it a a violence rule or a devilish imagery rule what was going on in south dakota south dakota if you don't know is a very uh conservative state uh i grew up in a uh, it's a i you know i had an interesting dichotomy like my mother's very religious very conservative very and like you know my parents got divorced because my dad was again pretty groovy kiss fan just wasn't working i get it oh wow yeah uh so i got to see kind of both sides of things so like Johnny and I, when I was hanging out, John's John's my stepbrother. Sorry, there's information that maybe you didn't have. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. But so, like, we used to watch wrestling together a lot as kids, like, when, when I was at my dad and his mom's, so my stepmom's house. Um, oh, so, yeah, it was kind of a bonding thing for, for us, I think, that, like, that's one of the 
one of the things that we got along over and also for me sure. like was one of the like i get to watch wrestling when i go to dad's house yeah like, you know this is the- what makes you feel better when that that glass shatters before stone cold steve austin comes out i mean come on no i was lucky i've only seen stone cold live once and i was very fortunate it was early january 2018 it was one of those like a 25th uh, year a 25th anniversary raw something something i was yeah. in the audience and i got to just once be it wasn't it the garden it was uh the barclays the big one in brooklyn um mm-hmm. and i got to be in the an arena anyway when the glass broke and and austin did the thing and he sons the mcmahon's and blah 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 and wow so uh, even for uh for an ex-wrestler and you know older performer and everything else uh it still gets you there's no way you don't get oh, even in the nosebleeds you still didn't get lost mm-hmm. in the moment Sometimes oh, it's yeah. easy to be up up too high and just kind of sit down. And you just kind of watch like it's like almost not like you're watching TV, more or less, just with right. strangers. Uh, just with strangers. <laughs> yeah. much, yeah. And like, without oh, your own like bathroom. Watching, it's like, what if what if weirdos were sitting elbow to elbow with me on my couch? Like, is that what are we doing? <laughs> and <laughs> then we had to. Yeah. yeah. The bathroom's too far away. And mm-hmm. what if the beer in my fridge wasn't free, but it was $18 or whatever? This <laughs> <laughs> right? is nice. Why did I come to this? So, uh, but either way, but when the glass broke, you were like, doesn't oh, yeah. matter. We are all in the front row right now. Mm-hmm. Right. That is yeah. so fun. That's like the environment of that sort of live, you know, experience, I think is, that's a big part of it, right? Like, and that's. I love it. I love getting to every live thing like early and just waiting this more so wrestling than comedy i guess but just just watching people slowly come in the the first set of lights go down people all start cheering but they're really they're they're, they're jumping the gun and i like i love laughing at that and uh um, <laughs> then like the first time you see a referee walk down the two announcers the two commentators sit down mm-hmm. that's a big deal when a ring announcer comes in all these little things that start and then these little countdowns and now they bombard you with commercials if you're there live Mm-hmm. The same reason I go to a movie. I, I don't just watch the trailers if I can. I'll get there early enough. I'll watch movie trivia with Maria Manunos. Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't want you don't want to miss a moment, right? Like I don't want to miss a moment of Maria Manunos asking me if Tom Cruise does his own stunts and how many he does. And then uh, then I see the trailers and I eventually want to miss some of those moments because they get longer every year. And I'm like, <laughs> this is a full half hour of uh thank you i don't i don't think i'm gonna go any further into how many puss and boots films we need to make or i need to be observing but then, <laughs> then we get to the coca-cola thing with i'm just gonna go way too deep the amc movie coca-cola thing and then there's nicole kidman i like to pronounce it that way there's nicole kidman, kidman popular actress <laughs> popular actress nicole kidman is sipping there and she's got a coca-cola and it's facing the right way which i don't drink usually i drink a, a wild cherry a, Wild cherry Pepsi Zero, which tastes just like regular wild cherry, none of the sugar, none of the calories. You go to PepsiCola.com, back to zero, back to wild cherry, and to promo code Bob Squad, nothing happens. It's wild cherry. Let's and, change uh, that. Pepsi, can we please sponsor Bob Squad? Can we get that? Oh, How do we set that Pepsi up? Commercial. And then we get Nicole Kidman says something. She, there's a narration that she's already doing, but the last word of the narration, she looks at the camera and says it's something about dreams and being alive or some crap. And then and then there's uh, Michael Bay's Transformers garbage. And then we have a great time. And that's what Coke does. <laughs> is, is just, it makes you feel good about nothing making sense. And isn't that all, all we're looking for in this life we're anymore? We're just looking to stop making sense. I think ultimately this is the, <laughs> this is the Pepsi commercial I want to be in. 
I want to be in a, in a nostalgic retro Pepsi commercial where I'm at a gas station in a, in a white tank top and jeans and I go to the Pepsi machine and you already know where I'm going, John. And uh, oh, yeah. I, take out, I take out my Pepsi and I drink it and off to the side in this dirty gas station in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. is Cindy Crawford now. And she does the thing with the she does the thing with the sage where she just pulls them down and oh yeah what, what line does the kids say does it just go like whoa or something like that I forget what it is what do the Doesn't... kids say I don't don't ask me I don't it's know like that. I don't know whatever line that the kid says in the old commercial the just one look song the just one look yeah. something something I don't want to mess up your uh, YouTube copyright like like that like that yeah, I I think we'll I think we'll be okay I think we'll be safe on that it'll <laughs> be right. fine. And do the thing, and Cindy Crawford, and there's me. Then I spill it on myself, of course, whatever the hell. And then uh, there it is, and diet uh, wild cherry Pepsi Zero, drink it, whatever. And I drive off in a 2011 Toyota Venza, and uh, there's the Pepsi commercial, and everyone makes a million dollars, which is not a lot of money. I would, no, I would I- see that, and I'd be like, God damn it, Bob! No, I want a Pepsi. <laughs> Now I want a Pepsi. I want a Pepsi and I want the sequel commercial where you and Cindy Crawford have now like now you're happily married living in a cute little house and you're drinking your Pepsi as you're mowing the front lawn and like with the white. She's really going to live in a cute little house at this stage of the game in her life. That's it doesn't have to make sense. Soda World doesn't have to make sense. It just has to sell. It just has to sell soda. That's all I you need. Called it the Soda World. I, I gotta use that. That's hilarious. Yeah, that it doesn't. <laughs> nothing world. has to make sense in Soda World. No, it doesn't. It does not. <laughs> I love it. Well, well listen, I, we do want to be respectful of your time oh, okay, and, and, yeah. and and let you, you know, I I know you've got belly rubs to give those dogs. I don't want to interrupt that. Rubs. I know it. But listen, I, I have so, so enjoyed having you. I would love to have you back again sometime if you want to hang out. I would love I'm to down. have you on the No Small Stories podcast also. I'm if like, if you know what? I'm down to I'm just what? send you a Zoom link and be like, Bob, just join us. And you don't have to know what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, what happens with the, the small stories? Do they have, so there's no small stories. There's no watch. small stories. They're all, no, just that everybody's story is a big deal because- I think that that's true. I don't care who you are. You can be at the top of the A-list or you could be little tiny me in South Dakota. Everybody's story is a big deal. I love learning about places that are not Southern California or New York City. Like that's why I like traveling. When I make excuses, I can to travel to uh, follow Zoltan when I can afford it and be like, let's go to wherever. I want to see what you're doing. uh, Come come to Sioux Falls, hang out. I will Super make fall. some nif- I will make some nifla soup for y'all. You'll love it. What is that? It is a, it's a it's a Dakota thing. It's like a creamy dumpling soup that with like sausage. It it's a food that you will eat and then need a nap is what it is. It keeps you, it keeps you warm in the 40 below winter. Yes. <laughs> okay, good deal. It, your That's cardiologist will not appreciate it. No. But, it, but it's delicious. Yeah. Well, well I guess I would- I was going to ask you one quick question. Sorry, Haley, you were going to no, cut it out there. Rock and roll. Um, are you familiar with rock and roll Buck Zumhoff? Oh, I know the name. Um, I mean, I know he's an old wrestler. And a, you know, he used to have a big kettle blaster on his shoulders. Did he have Did he have the long, described, like the bleach, bleach blonde hair with like a yeah. brown beard? Kind of like he, looked really awful. Yeah, he he looked he looked was, a lot. He he represented where he was from by the way he looked a lot. It was like blonde yeah. cut off hair, like he was in you know 
ABBA. And then just uh, he would wear like silver suits and have just a like ghetto blaster. And his name was Rock and Roll Bug Zuma. Awesome. I want to change my Twitter name to Rock and Roll Bob Hansen right after. <laughs> you absolutely should. I will. But yeah. he was uh, he was arrested and he had a court date recently. So he, well, uh, yeah, that's the the grim part of the story. I can't he, believe he that a guy jail. named Rock and Roll Buck Zumoff would eventually yeah. have trouble with the law. Right. <laughs> you, yeah. It's not the thing that you imagine with a name like that, is yeah. it? <laughs> no, he should that's be running thing. for public office right along the line. Right. But if you want to laugh, go read the do- the court docket because it plays out just like a wrestling match. Like the 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 judge read the verdict and then he was trying to run out of the courtroom and tackled by a bailiff. Yeah. Tell me that's not a wrestling match. Where did he just think the he was going, going after that? What was the plan once he got past it? Like they're gonna I let mean, this go. Once I'm off the yeah. property, they can't chase me. It was fantastic. I it mean, was, was maybe the there was I've some kind of that. a future promo in his head that he was like, I'm going to use this one day. This is nah, going to be something great. He didn't have much of a future ahead of him. <laughs> poor Buck, poor Rock and Roll Buck Zumoff. Yeah, I was going to say, bar clinking together, Buck Zumoff. Ah, that's hey, a shame. But, you know, well, the listen. stop there. I was going to say. Nailed it, nailed it. Nailed it. I love it. Well, thank you so, so yes. much. And I do want to, um, so if, if you want to plug whatever is going on oh, with you sure. or coming up, what, and definitely we want, we'll share all of your links to all of your stuff. Uh, oh, thank you. In the description. Instagram's good because I'm the, I have one of those in my, my, my bios on my Instagram. It's like a popular social media platform for sharing photos and videos and, and stories and things. You, you're familiar. I, I think I've heard of it. If you've been there once or twice. Yeah, I and, think uh, I've been in that particular virtual establishment, I believe. The pool. I have. And, uh, uh, yeah, because I have one of those uh, link tree things. So all the links to the shows and the tickets and this, that, and the other thing. Mostly if you're in San Diego or Southern California, you know, you, you, can, you know that makes it easier. There's, there's, there'll be a few uh, outliers as well and, and all that good stuff. So and yeah, you can join the Bob Squad by getting a Bob Squad t-shirt. You can get the shirt. You don't have to get a T-shirt to join the Bob Squad. But, uh, you know, I, well, I won't object. There's That's in the link tree as well. And I'll tell you something, Haley, Johnny, about the Bob Squad. It's not It's not what we do. It's what we don't do. And what All we right. don't do is stop rocking. <laughs> stop I rocking love daddy. it. Never stop rocking, Daddy. <laughs> Bob, Han- Bob Hansen, commander of the Bob Squad. So very uh, happy to have had you. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Haley, Johnny. It was great. I've been Haley. And I've been Johnny. And that's been Bob Hansen of the Bob Squad. And this has been Johnny, Johnny Haley, Haley, Bob, Bob Day, Day of, of fun. fun. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Appreciate you. <laughs>